as much niacin for mental health as six sardines. As All kids love log. Tis the podcast log. Yes, log. Of the Star Wars Collector's Archive log. Oh. Whenever the Star Wars Collector's Archive publishes a new blog, this podcast will log its contents, interview its writers, and go deeper. It's the Kivecast Blog Log Pod. You, sir, are a mouthful. Relax and just take life easy for a little while. Because it only lasts for a little while. All right, Steve. Um, okay, Steve. Okay. I might actually just hit record. Uh, All right. Because, <laughs> you know, this is our blog log pod. We do things a little yeah. bit less formally. Mm-hmm. Welcome right. to the blog yeah. log pod. Yeah, we've made it to a half dozen now. Is that right? Is this uh, the sixth one? I believe this is the sixth one. What are we going to be talking about? <laughs> uh, the Wonder Bread promotion of 1977. Which, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's – come on. It's, it's going to be great. So I want you to listen to me and listen to me carefully, Okay. This is what's called a litmus test, all right? <laughs> if you are not interested in three grown men discussing <laughs> Wonder Bread and little tiny baseball cards that came with Wonder Bread, A, I have no purpose for you in my life, <laughs> and B, you're not a real Star Wars collector, okay? So don't listen for yeah. – listen, I'm annoying. Yeah. I get it. My personality is grating and everyone knows about Steve's problem with the law and whether he is or <laughs> – is not a drug kingpin. All those things don't matter. What, out does, the window. Ma- what does matter is Wonder Bread. Here's how to help build strong bodies eight ways. Eat Wonder Bread. You want to go bigger and stronger, don't you? Golly, sure. Okay. A sandwich daily and two slices of Wonder Bread every meal give you eight elements you need. As much muscle-building protein as roast beef. As much calcium for bones and teeth as cottage cheese. As much phosphorus for cell metabolism as this egg. As much iron for red blood as three lamb chops. As much vitamin B1 for appetite as fried liver. As much vitamin B2 for growth as this much cheese. As much niacin for mental health as six sardines. As much energy as two glasses of milk. That's why you can help yourself grow bigger and stronger eight ways with Wonder Bread. I mean grow bigger and stronger eight ways. So be sure to eat Wonder Bread. Get Wonder Bread fresh at your grocer's today. And Steve, I've been doing research. Good, good. People are going to learn about Wonder Bread. People are going to learn about designers. And I, we're going to really get in touch with Jonathan McElwain, which is what I really want, because I want us to encourage him to write more blog posts. Absolutely, yes. I would say he is the most accessible collector of food-related items. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. I mean, there's you know, like like Gus and Duncan have so much stuff, but I don't know, like with their stuff, like I feel like there's so many other things to talk about that aren't food. Right. I, I just yeah. get all excited. So I would, I would love if Jonathan was our food guy, and nowhere yeah, he's better our to, <laughs> food correspondent. Yes, and nowhere better to start 
than with the Wonderbed promotion from 1977. We're going to get into yep. it, Steve. I'm tired of saying, oh, I don't want to spoil it. I want to send people to the blog. Listen, you're <laughs> going to have to read the blog anyway, okay? Go in, read it. There's plenty of things we don't talk about. But yes, now yeah. we're going to talk about it, and we're going to get into it, and we're going to enjoy it. So let's talk to the regret regrettably not Canadian Jonathan McElroy. <laughs> Okay, so Jonathan, every time I, I talk to you, I have to remind you that I think you should be Canadian and you're not. Oh, but you've also been up upgraded to the official food talking person of the Kivecast. How, how do you feel about that, Jonathan? Uh, it's quite an honor, Sky. I really appreciate that. I think I think you. I forget. You also think uh, there's something other than Canadian that you think I am. I, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds. That's bad. probably. Say it's, it's probably probably a good thing that it's not. I, your mind right now. Yeah, it's not coming to mind. I don't know what it was. <laughs> For some reason, McIlwain seems like the most Canadian name there is. But what, what we want to talk about is, really, we have an ulterior motive here, which is we want you to write more posts like this. So this is a... I don't know if you could possibly be more exhaustive than you've been about the Wonder Bread Premium from 1977. Um, but why don't you kind of talk us through it? We've decided we're not going to care if you spoil your article because people will go there anyway just to see all the pictures and everything. So so what what was the Wonder Bread premium offer? Uh, well, the basic driver for the offer was a set of 16 trading cards. And these cards came inserted in the bread bags. And there wasn't any cellophane wrapper around them. They were just in the bread bags. I don't actually have any memory of these cards from when I was a kid. I was born in the fall of 72. Um, so I'm not sure. My family didn't consume Wonder Bread either. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I just don't have any real memory of these things. It was, you know, I became aware of them later on. But um, anyways, talking to Duncan and other friends, they've remembered that they were just in the bags of bread, um, which is interesting, I think. Um, right, because so, cause I, I mean, how would we have known that except through memory? Because there's, there's no right, sealed yeah. bags, I, I would hope. Yeah, well, I mean, you you can kind of derive it from, you know, when you see listings, you you know, old premiums, sometimes you see them still in the package, and I've never right. seen anything like that. So, yeah, but, you know, having an actual memory is only sort of positive way to, to confirm that. So Okay, so then it's 16 cards. Um, now, I've been interested. I've been doing a little bit of research here, Jonathan. Um First of all, I've done a lot of research about Wonder Bread, uh, so which which will be tough. Have, have you researched the company Wonder Bread at all, Jonathan? I have some, but uh, you know there is no Star Wars Collectors Archive equivalent for Wonder Bread collectors, at least not that I could find in my research. <laughs> well, it's it's a fascinating company um, because they started in the twenties, and you know you know the expression you know the best thing since sliced bread. Yep. <laughs> Well, that actually is really because of Wonder Bread. The, the first time it was ever done was like in 28 and, you know, some smaller companies. But the first time sliced bread was ever available 
nationally, it was with Wonder Bread in 1930. Um, and, and its inventor, Elmer, oh, geez, Elmer something, something Elmer, um, he came up with the idea of the logo because he was in Indianapolis and he saw a balloon race, you know, like mm. hot air balloons. <laughs> yeah. And he went, wow, look at that. That's a wonder. Elmer Klein, that was his name. And, uh, <laughs> and that was how Wonder Bread got its traditional logo that we associate. Um, yeah, I never saw them as balloons. Sense. I saw them as bubbles. Did you see them as balloons, Jonathan? No, I yeah, I think I read that too somewhere along the way. But yeah, I never made the connection to balloons. So they just seemed like yeah, bubbles or balls or something like that. So it, it, that's interesting. Right. So, so that's just part one of my Wonder Bread facts, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd, you'd be sprinkling these in as we proceed. <laughs> okay, so so there's 16 cards. So I think we should probably. What do you think, Steve? Should we start by talking about the cards themselves? Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, so there's there's 16, and uh, there's 12 of them that are characters, right? And then four that are, are ships. That's right. And um, it's interesting, yeah, you, you note that uh, for the for the characters, the only ones that have the actors' names, it's like you have the, the build cast, but then you have all the generic characters, too. Um, so you kind of have, like, the star call-out for Guinness and Harrison Ford and Peter Cushing and all that, but... All the uh, all the costumed characters are kind of they're not given any <laughs> any recognition there. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting, and it it was it's one of those things you know these things are so familiar that you just don't think about it. And when I yeah. sat down to write this article, I was like, huh. And then so then I went and looked at you know it's like okay these are all the same people who receive billing on the movie posters and and whatnot. So right. I just thought that was kind of interesting. And yeah. and actually the Wonder Bread cards prove a question that we've all wondered <laughs> okay which is what is the lamest 12 pack <laughs> and the way that you can tell is that actually if you take out the four ships steve you are left mm -hmm. with what uh but the the 12 yeah the 12 characters, 12 yeah. characters. and yeah. there are 11 of the 12 12 backs represented mm -hmm. yeah only one is missing do you know which yeah. one that is steve the poor uh, Death Squad commander. <laughs> Who is replaced by Tarkin, which is what yeah. we all wanted in the first place. Right. <laughs> so that is absolute tangible evidence that Tarkin should have been the 12-12 back, not the Death Squad <laughs> commander. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. I mean, is there any other examples of Star Wars characters being grouped into 12 besides 12 backs in these? I wonder. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's that's a good question. You see, um, it's it's not all just pointless facts about Wonder Bread. Um, <laughs> and, and what else can you tell us about these cards? Um, well, they're I like the design of them, um, but uh, the the backs of them there's there's the backs are just a plain uh, matte finished white back with just some right. text on them, and there's yeah. nothing on them. They have the the uh, 20th Century Fox. Uh, you know, copyright of the earliest merchandise, um, but there's nothing on it that actually, you know, relates it to the bread promotion at all. So hmm. I think that's kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. Nowhere on the card does it say Wonder Bread. Right. right. Yeah. Huh. And and the images themselves are, for the most part, not the common images you associate with each character. Right. Like it's not Luke looking off into the sunset. It's him ho holding a gaffy stick. Um, Vader is a picture from the 
It's actually a picture from the unused, the part that they took out and reinserted into Empire Strikes Back for the special edition. I'm pretty sure, right? Wait, 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 wait. Which, which part okay. are you talking about? So the, the picture of Darth Vader on the front yeah. of the Star Wars card. It's mm-hmm. a picture of him, and I believe it's him walking to his ship. And it was mm. filmed for 1977, but it wasn't used until Lucas added in Sky from the Future here. Let me cut myself off here. Um, I wasn't entirely accurate, but I wasn't entirely wrong either. Um, this image of Darth Vader was taken from a scene with uh, Chief Bast, who's like, you know, one of the Imperial guys, and they're walking in the hallway. And it's in the Star Wars novel, but the scene was cut out. Um, the commander says, We've started to search the spaceport at Mos Eisley. It was just a matter of time before we found the droids. Send in more men if you have to. It's her hope of the data being used against us that is the pillar of her resistance to the mind probe. Until then, we must waste our time with Governor Tarkin's foolish plans to break her. So that was the scene, and Lucas took it out for some reason. But it's kind of neat because it's filmed a little bit from underneath, um, you know, to make Vader look like a bigger, more looming character. And it creates these interesting vertical lines from the Death Star behind him. Um, or horizontal lines on the ceiling and then vertical lines, you know, with little pill lights. The scene was reused. This deleted footage of Bast and Vader was reused in the Star Wars Holiday Special. And perhaps more interestingly, the complete scene with both Bast and Vader is featured on the seventh card in the Tops set, the Blue Border set. So, of course, you'll remember that is the first set of the top Star Wars cards. So, uh, that's the first Darth Vader card, is actually him talking to Bast with the subtitle, The Villainous Darth Vader. Anyway, that image would be cropped and used on Wonder Bread, which is why I said it was weird. All right, let's get back to Jonathan and Steve. And um, the, the picture of Tarkin is just great because it's really yeah. atmospheric and his, his hair blends into the black background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like um, some of these, they look like they could have been part of a lobby card that's kind of a cropped image. And then some are like that one of Harrison Ford is like a publicity photo. Right. Um, yeah, they're all kind of they're interesting um and i i don't know if if you guys read all of the backs but there was a couple things that i i just loved in the in the the fact cards you know oh um, yes I, I have a whole list here steve so let's start good with you. good all right well there's there's one this is the second time that i've come across this this stated somewhere in one of these early things is that tarkin was driven by ambitions to become emperor and <laughs> and that there was no I never really picked up on that in the movies so much, but in the original program, the same thing is is stated. Hmm. So this must have been some early thing in like an early you know bio for him is that he just wants to overthrow the, and you know the emperor and take over the galaxy, which is I, I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> That's um, great. Yeah. I, so Steve, I did not notice that one. Okay. Um, let's see. I did notice that Luke is twenty. I have never seen yeah, them right. refer to Luke's age before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I must be missing it. And Chewbacca goes back and forth between 100 and 200. Um, right. In this yeah. one, he's 100. Yeah. Um, Darth Vader is described as an awesome evil figure dressed in flowing black robes, uses his extrasensory powers <laughs> to aid Governor Tarkin. 
Uh, C-3PO is described as a tall robot, which which I like here. And the way R2-D2 is described makes me think he's being described to an illustrator, okay? Yeah, that's true, yeah. R2-D2 is an information retrieval robot whose face is a mass of computer lights surrounding a single radar eye. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, see that yeah I don't that's so, like some of these things I feel like I've, I'll pick up little bits that I've seen before but I don't remember seeing that before about, about R2 you know we um, should really start a, a database of <laughs> no but like of early descriptions of Star Wars characters yeah because yeah. I'm always obsessed with Chewbacca being 100 or 200 um, right but yeah. like for, for Chewie they they emphasize his his blue eyes soften his frightening yes. appearance. I see. I feel like that that guy. I think I've read that before. Yes, elsewhere. definitely. Yeah. No, I've definitely read that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't know if you noticed. This is this might be my favorite. Um, the fact that X wings need prudent but affectionate maintenance. <laughs> I didn't never, read that one either, Steve. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I never ever heard anything like that or read anything like that before. Like that, just wondering, like, who came up with that? Affectionate <laughs> maintenance. Wow. And then, and then uh, on uh, first, and they say they made the Kessel Run in record time. So, right. I don't know if that's the first time that Kessel's uh, a parsec has been referred to as a time. But that's mm-hmm. obviously a mistake. Who cares? It's less important than God's existence. Um, oh, you missed the beginning of the conversation, Jonathan. It's good. But then for the TIE fighter, they have it both yeah. ways. They describe what a TIE fighter is. And then they say right. that this is Darth Vader's own TIE. It's faster, sleeker, and in essence, next year's model. Right. Which I, I think whoever's doing this was just – off. I mean, there's no way 20th Century Fox was happy with that. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't now, make the model sheet. Yeah. I'm wondering, you know, when we had uh, the, the the guy who developed the tops cards, he had described a lot of kind of just coming up with stuff on the fly. Now, was there a official an official connection between tops and these? That I'm, I'm just trying to remember. My my understanding is there wasn't there they okay. were these cards were included in that um, when you interviewed uh, I think is is it Gary Girani yep. yeah Gary yes um, so yes. when you when um, anyways he was on when that that first book came out and they right. did in, they did include this set in the back but my understanding right. from the afterward is that although Topps printed a, a lot of the sports cards that were inserted in Wonder Bread and Brown's Bread they didn't for whatever reason print this set so okay. that that was kind of interesting but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so remember okay yeah. and th- they're the actual size of baseball cards right yeah they're the same size I mean. Plus or minus, they're the same size. I haven't measured any, but yeah, they fit in the normal sleeves. They're the same basic size. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. What What else can you, I've been talking a lot about um, soft soft eyes and next year's model. Uh, <laughs> what else do you want to tell us about these, uh, Jonathan? Uh, well, Charles Lippincott's posted a lot of stuff on Facebook uh, in recent years, and one of the things that he uh, told was that uh, John Van Hammersfeld, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation, but he designed the display stuff that goes with this and mm-hmm. also that uh, Toyota Celica promotion. Uh-huh. Uh, but I also understand that he was the one who actually designed these cards, at least according to Lippincott. So I thought that mm. was pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think this is a nice looking card? What do you think, Steve? 
I I think it looks pretty cool. I mean, it's it's um, especially for the ones where the like the ships where the the orientation should be more horizontal. Like if I could be hold that up, but then it doesn't really work because the the description text isn't. Yeah, they're all the same. They're funky, but I kind of like them. Um, I, I like the blue actually. So, do you know who John Hammersfeld is, Steve? I don't. No. Did you know he's like a a twentieth century master of graphic design? <laughs> I guess I should. <laughs> well, he is. He designed the cover of Magical Mystery Tour by the Beatles. Ah. Uh, Skeletons from the Closet, the greatest uh, hits, The Grateful Dead, uh, Hotter Than Hell, the Kiss album, and oh, definitely man. the best, Exile on Main Street. I mean, huh. like, one of the most iconic covers of the early 70s. And he designed, you'll like this, Steve, the okay. Endless Summer poster. Ah, oh, man, so, I so, do I do like that poster quite a bit. That's I mean, okay. That, that image has been copied and imitated and you know how many thousands of times, Steve? I mean, Steve's yeah. a surfer dude, Jonathan, in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, For, former maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and he basically created the whole aesthetic with that poster. Yeah. So it's just yeah. really cool to think about him hanging around designing these like Star Wars cards for Wonder Bread. <laughs> yeah. That is a, a funny juxtaposition. Now that you <laughs> you mention it, yeah. So anyway, the, uh, but what what did what does this have to do with the Toyota Celica? I, I didn't understand that from from uh, from my my cursory overview here. Um, well, there was this. Uh, it's all tarred in. I, I as I understand it, again, some of this is coming from that same Topps book. Um, Twentieth Century Fox was anxious to sort of propel Star Wars past the $200 million mark, which would have been astonishing in 1977. Yeah. And so they had this promotion where part of it was they gave away this customized Toyota Celica. And there's a link on the article to, you know, an old article that uh, Pete Vilmer wrote about that promotion. And um, what you'll see is that uh, some of the the graphics, it, it all relates. The graphics were also done by Van Hammersfeld. Mm. Um, and uh, there's not much in the way of the bread promotion on there, but they're listed in some of the materials as one of the sponsors of the promotion. And okay. my understanding is that um, they actually waived, I guess, the, the sort of... Uh, fees for doing this promotion if they could have the wonder bread cards you know on store shelves i think by the end of september in 77 so it was all this sort of big marketing ploy i guess so how has it actually yeah here it is from from vilmer's uh write-up which by the way this is a fascinating write-up um well before the the podcast was created yeah yeah, the imagery used in the Celica promotion was also employed on the Wonder Bread store display. So that's one of the correlations. But are you saying Hammersfeld designed the Celica as well? No, I, I don't know who did that. Okay. No, I'm just saying, uh, sorry, I was just trying to say he had done the, the graphic work on the, the advertising. For the ads. Right. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. see. And then looking here, it actually says trading cards available in the bread department of your local store. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So that was the entry form for the Celica made reference mm -hmm. to Wonder Bread. This is weird. Everything about this is weird, Steve. <laughs> it is very strange. Yeah. Like the fact they said win one of 1,977 prizes. 
I mean, why do they care so much about 1977 in 1977? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like they they had an idea it was going to be a, a big year for them. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm just imagining whoever won the Celica somehow also winning uh, a lifetime supply of, of enriched Wonder Bread with Star Wars <laughs> just full in the back. Like, they seem to go well together. I don't know why. They just do. Um, oh, you know what? It actually says it here. It was designed by John Sladek, chief... Uh, stylist at Delphi Auto in Costa Mesa. Ah. And, and of course, that car itself is one of the great holy grails, true holy grails of the hobby, because nobody knows where it is. Um, no one's ever seen it, right? No one knows who won it. There's no trace of it ever existing. Right. Not, not that I know of, yeah. Man. So good. Yes. Um, well, to be fair, now I think about it, the Magical Mystery Tour isn't a very good cover. <laughs> I mean, XL Main Street's really good, but uh, anyway. Um, okay, so you mentioned it was in it was in Wonder Bread, but then it's also in Brawn. So what 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 does that mean? Like, what is a what is uh, you show here? Brawn's Town Talk. Yeah, so that, that that's a regional uh, bread. Uh, it's a it's a kind of I, I understand it was like a wonder bread but it was mm-hmm. regionally distributed in the pittsburgh pennsylvania area so um i've found stuff that it that shows advertisements for them as far away as lancaster pennsylvania which is where near where i grew up and and i think into the kind of uh eastern parts of ohio um but uh you know at the time i'm not sure how you know how far distributed brown's town talk bread was but um anyways that that's that's another pretty obscure brand of bread that this was distributed in so i'm not aware of others but you know who knows with stuff like this um but you know as far as i know that it's it was only wonder bread and and town talk bread now i think that we could find out jonathan because you correctly note that continental bakery the same people who brought us the Twinkie, um, that they own Wonder Bread and Town Talk. Mm-hmm. So I think it's safe to say that if there's any regional bread company that was owned by Continental Bread, they probably had Star Wars cards too. Likely. And and I looked at that. It was just I, I never got to a point where I could find a definitive sort of like here were the holdings of the – continental baking company you know in 1977 so you know i yes. care about the bread wrappers and all that but you know i i, I do draw the line somewhere right you have to draw the line so, somewhere so you know no it, you, i think you're right sky i think uh that, you know someone probably more savvy than me could figure drill down to it but i didn't get there yet now how do you have evidence that brown's I mean, is there different? Are the were the cards different in different bread bags, or how do you know about Bronze Town Talk existing at all? Um, geez, you remember uh, you guys interviewed Will and Todd when they had that mega uh, store display find that came out yeah. of their talk at Celebration. Right. Um, I want to say, uh, geez, I think it was. I, I know that they found some of 
advertising pieces for Browns in that find. I may have I, Duncan also has at least one of the pieces listed on the archive, so I can't say for sure where I saw it first, but um, certainly the first time that I saw images of it was some of the photos that that I I think Will shared of that find. And so, what what physical evidence is there? So there's just advertising, or yeah, there's just advertising. Um, I've talked to a guy who worked for Browns at that time and he remembers you know having the cards and putting them in the in there he remembered the shelf talkers and the danglers he didn't he didn't remember sort of the posters or or pole signs some of the other displays but um you know so I have talked to somebody um as far as I know well, I haven't seen anyone who has any of the bread bags mm. Todd Chamberlain a while back had like there were other there were other cards from in uh bread bags wonder bread bags uh they did close encounters among others and todd had a close encounters bag that was a browns bag for sale a while back um so i don't i haven't seen that in a while so i don't think he still if he has it i haven't seen it for sale in a while okay so there's the shelf danglers now steve have we ever even said the word shelf dangler on this podcast <laughs> I'm going to guess probably not. I know like we a, probably talked about shelf talkers, but shelf danglers, I think that's that's a new one. This is like the 90th, I don't know, what, how many hundreds of hours have we gone? <laughs> Please, Jonathan McElwain, do us some vintage vocab. What is a shelf dangler? <laughs> well, I think it's also called a wobbler by some people, but um, – it, it's a it's a small display. In the case of Wonder Bread, it's it's sort of a uh, a plastic type material, uh, and it's got a kind of a T stem to the top of it. So there's a graphic image, and then sort of a T coming off the top of that. And the wide top part of the T was meant to be inserted on into a store shelf uh, uh -huh. where they used to put the, the price information or whatever. So right. it, it would kind of fold and put in there, and then it would kind of hang down in front of you and grab your attention, sort of mm -hmm. popping off of the store shelf. So... And and so you have uh, in the in the uh, blog you have two shelf danglers, two wobblers, Steve. That's what we call them. I, I think um, I'm going to go wobbler. Yeah. yeah, you have two wobblers, uh, one for town talk. Um, just so you know, Jonathan, I was trying to walk you into the conversation of these that whole like last five minutes. That's why I kept on asking you for evidence. The, an <laughs> the answer ended up being more interesting than I thought, but that's what that uh. was. Uh, <laughs> um, but there's one for bronze, and then there's also one for Wonder Bread, and then. There, so I think it's maybe time to talk about this sort of the nature of this imagery because it's different than most other imagery in 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 early Star Wars stuff. It is, it's yeah. Highly red. It's on a red it's background. Very, very colorful. Right. Yeah. Um, the, it says free sixteen uh, in yellow, and the Star Wars logo is right next to this really cool picture of of Luke with his most sort of Aerosmith looking hair. Um, <laughs> he's his shirt is yellow and it's not his jacket it's his tunic it's like his jedi whatever his tatooine tunic is completely yellow and then r2 is right next to him and c3po is behind him it's very it's like a pyramid um but it's not the hildebrand it's not the young it's the it's the von hammersveld right yeah <laughs> image um and i just i don't know much about this i don't know i don't know what else to say about that it's just everywhere you look on this 
promotion, you see this same little triangle of uh, Luke, 3PO, R2-D2, and sometimes a, an X-Wing shooting bread bags. You know, so there's the dangler and then the, the shelf talker that folds, you know, a long, uh, you know, just thin paper stock that folds down and, and would sit under the bread and, and again, kind of grab your attention on the shelf. There's also a, a poster uh, and then a pole sign. So that's the, the pole sign is like a kind of a not too thick, but a cardstock material with sort of a, a portrait oriented image on it and then the top you'll see these holes through it and those the the tops and bottom were meant to be folded over and then Mm. they would they would you know kind of slide down over a a, some sort of a pole i'm sorry i did this thing steve where i i accidentally started looking up if this stuff was available on ebay Um, (laughs) this is something that happens a lot (laughs) yes and so i just got i got pretty quiet here um maybe we should should he he shops while he records yes that's good should, should we talk? Should we talk about money, Steve? Let, let's see if we can. Let's see if Jonathan's paying attention to uh, what things are going for right now. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. So you just mentioned a card pole sign, right? So this is how big is this card pole sign? Jeez, I would guess it's probably twelve inches wide and eighteen inches tall, something like that. Maybe a little bigger than that. Okay. So if someone had one of those for sale and one of these long shelf talkers, what do you think they would be going for right now on eBay? Um, 100 bucks? No, no, both of them. Yeah, 100 bucks. Okay, you're only off by a factor of 6. Hey. Um, it's it's <laughs> going it's going for 600 um and there is a single shelf talker for 70. Um, there you go. Which uh yeah. which seems it's very tempting. I just, I, I, I fell in love with this red and yellow color scheme and this little, yeah, this little yeah. triangle of of Luke R two and uh, and three uh, PO. Now, Steve, here's a question mm-hmm. for you. Okay. How much do you think a complete set of sixteen Wonder Bread trading cards would go for? Hmm. Um. It's a good question. I I don't know. Let's say. 50 way too high steve they go okay. for about 16 to 20 dollars hey i like hearing that <laughs> yes why, why are they so cheap jonathan well they're so cheap because uh again back to some of the information that lippincott shared um apparently there were fairly massive additional runs of these cards done right. um so that he had information that he shared that uh, I'm trying to pull one up here. So here's an ad that he shared from uh, the Buyer's Guide for Comic Fandom from 30 January 1978. Whoa. It's it's a Kovacs comic book store from Cleveland, Ohio, and they are selling. So to put things in perspective, time wise. This promotion happens, you know, in October and November of 77. So this is January of the following year. So this outfit is selling trading card sets for $2.50 a set postpaid, a dollar per set if you buy 20 or more sets, and $200 if you'd like to buy 250 sets. (laughs) So, so, um, So they obviously had quite a few of these things. Well, so so they made other 
And they, they just sold them. They didn't put them into bread bags necessarily? Yeah, I mean, presumably. So so the information that Lippincott shared were sort of a lot of legal stuff from the legal department of 20th mm-hmm. Century Fox. And yeah, so the, the implication is, you know, the, the letters that he shared are, how did these guys get a hold of all of these cards? How, you know, how can they be selling this stuff? Yeah. Right. So. so the market is absolutely flooded. And um, <laughs> it seems that, I mean, of course, if you wanted to buy, Jonathan, a, a, a graded gem mint 10 uh, Darth, uh, Darth Vader TIE fighter, that would cost you $1,200. Uh, <laughs> oh, I would, I would be willing to pay at least a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you could theoretically get 1,200 complete sets <laughs> right. of the cards uh, or just one of them. That's or right. just one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, as as far as – so then there's no variations of the card. There's no Canadian version. There's no other language. There's not, nothing else is like this. The only bread that there was was Wonder Bread and any other continental bread there might have been. And this is it, as far as food premiums for bread goes. For the original Star Wars, yes. Right, original. Okay, yeah. Well, you're going to have to write the, the blog post for the next movie. I, yes. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, did you hear what they're doing for uh, the Solo movie? Uh, no, tell me. Uh, solo Cups. Wow. <laughs> no lie. Uh, there you go. Oh, boy. Well, the the working, you know, the the fake name of the movie while they were trying to keep it under wraps was Red Cup. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little on the nose, but I mean, I guess if you're a food collector, you must be happy. That's right. Um, and and actually, I think we discussed at some point. Um, I have some modern um, molds that were actually made inside of a Solo cup, so it like says solo on the outside but it's a chewbacca mold on the inside Um, so that's pretty neat now the other part about this okay steve so we have we've covered the advertising we've covered Mm -hmm. the cards themselves right um we've covered a toyota celica but we haven't talked about the bread bags Mm -hmm. and this is an absolutely ludicrous thing jonathan what are you doing why is there a picture of like <laughs> 16 different bread bags on the archive. See, see when I, I was just, before you get to that answer, like when I was scrolling through and looking at this, I half expected the next image to be it multiplied by you know, <laughs> one of those things where it just keeps multiplying itself and you just all of a sudden have a million <laughs> bread bags in this crazy image. But yeah, so there's, how, how many variants are there of, of the bread bag itself, Jonathan? Um, well, I know that there are at least Twenty out there, and I suspect yeah. there are uh, there are a lot more. Yeah. So you know, I think this is not unlike you know loose figure variation collecting or card back collecting or whatever. You know, it's it, you know it, you can take it to any level you want. So yeah. when I started looking into this um, again, Duncan had on the archive database I think five of these wrappers uh, listed and uh, so here I am I found 17 at this point but I'm still looking <laughs> for two that are on that original list that I started with that um, you know I, I can't uh, still can't find to this day yeah. so so Steve yeah I got good news and bad news for you <laughs> okay okay 
the, the good news is I, I might have a, a good point. Um, the bad news is uh, I probably I probably don't. I I would put forth that what we see here with these variations of Wonder Bread bags is in and of itself an essay on America. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're just gonna just let me go and interrupt me when you want to. I know you want to interrupt me. Let's just go through. Okay. First of all, Wonder Bread is in and of itself the quintessential American food. Okay. It, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Because the thing that I mean, bread is amazing. It's one of those great, most amazing things that we could possibly have. It feeds us. We have the Great Plains. We have changed this... humankind. <laughs> exactly. It's what domesticated yeah. humankind. We have the greatest place in the world for growing grain. And, and what do we do? We take it, we alter it, we, we genetically modify it, we bleach it. We, make we enrich it. it. We enrich <laughs> it. We make it look exactly the same, every single bag entirely the same. We call it white bread so that you can feel like it's safe. And then we give it nice bright colors and we say, this is it. And then, and so Wonder Bread itself is American. I mean, there's if you go back to Talladega Nights, Legend of Ricky Bobby, um, <laughs> that was his sponsor, right? It was Wonder that's, Bread. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he is a representation of America and Wonder Bread is America. For better and worse. And when we yeah. study this, when we study all the different kinds of Wonder Bread that there are, first of all, you're right about it being enriched. Um, it was mm -hmm. actually only enriched starting in the 70s because um, they realized that it was, they were having all these problems. Uh, and when they started enriching it, it cured like all these problems across America. Like uh, children became a lot healthier <laughs> because they were just eating this unenriched Wonder Bread. <laughs> so let's look at these examples and see what do they say about America. First of all, yeah, all right. okay, the, the main variation is the size <laughs> of the slice. This, okay? is, yeah, this is the best place to start. I, yeah, like. Best place to start. First of all, we already discussed how sliced bread started in 1930. Another great thing about America, in 1943, when we needed to get together and fight off the Nazis and push back the threat of Japan, we banned sliced bread in America. Even though it was the greatest thing in the world, we banned it because it was wasteful. And then, mm -hmm. of course, immediately after the war, we would never <laughs> look back and we'd only waste. No. Right. So, goes to show about the greatest generation. But when you look at the size of the slice, listen to how many of these are <laughs> uh, just like other words, are synonymous with big, okay? <laughs> big, country style, jumbo. Regular, small, standard, large, thin. <laughs> I mean, it's it's and giant. <laughs> yes, there's giant, big, and country style. Jumbo, man, we got lot. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah. are, are any of those easier to find than others, Jonathan? Um, I would say big for whatever reason seems to come up the most oh, uh, i can tell you why jonathan it's because it's uh, our country that's right but <laughs> what but but jumbo i've only ever seen the one jumbo ah. so mm. interesting well as a country we like we, we like to think that we're not too big like jumbo seems ridiculous whereas big just sounds good and important right yeah <laughs> now 
there's also different weights, okay, which kind of ties into the same questions. But what I love is there's certain ingredients differences, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the one hand, some of them say no preservatives added. Now, this is fascinating because um, I don't know if you know this about French, okay? Obviously, French bread, you don't use good French bread doesn't use preservatives, right? Right. Um, but when Americans go to France, sometimes they, they don't know and they want to ask for bread and they say, Je voudrais un pain sans preservatif, which means I would like some bread without condoms. Um, <laughs> because preserve, preservatif is how you say condom in French. So that's not, not for nothing. But the idea that the preservatives are always added, but also as Americans, we're fascinated by taking food that is bad for us and then taking right. out the thing that we put in it that made it bad and then yes. trumpeting that that is good. Like, this Coca-Cola has sugar in it. Oh, <laughs> give us a round of applause. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> We're the ones who yeah. put the corn syrup in the first place. <laughs> but it's also yeah. a land of religious diversity. And mm -hmm. you can tell that by another variation, which is sometimes they are kosher, which uses yep. uh, vegetable shortening. But of course, most of the time, it's lard shortening. Because if you're not killing a pig or a cow with every single meal, you're not an American. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you expect to be in your bread, Sky? I mean, <laughs> I would expect lard to be in every bite of bread I ever eat. <laughs> There's a reason that it tastes so good. <laughs> now, I feel like I can't even make this stuff up. I mean, one of the other variants is it just says the official bread of Disneyland. Yes, this is great. <laughs> Which is like, how hard are they trying to seem super American, you know? Yeah, it is. that, is, that might be the most American piece of, of packaging that exists <laughs> yes. right there. A Star Star Wars, Wonder Bread, and Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> and then the final, the final one is, you know, as we are here, you know, the, we're just fresh off the end of the great union strike in West Virginia with the teachers. <laughs> yeah. Some of them are branded with union labels, meaning that they were made in a bakery with a union. Others do not, which I think shows our great national struggle with whether or not we support organized labor and, and, uh, and like labor and unions. So all of that, labor, Disneyland, uh, religious freedom, uh, the, the health food versus not health food, our obsession with size, all of it is in these variations for Wonder Bread. So thank you, Jonathan, for pointing that all out. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, you know, one of these other things that just kind of blew my mind was the, the stat you gave about there being 65 million loaves of bread and only 220 million people in the U.S. at the time, <laughs> which just, I don't know, I, I, that was from, from concept to screen to collectible, right? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Again, one of these things where I've, you know, I've read that book a lot of times and, and yeah. I was just kind of looking for stuff and I, I read that and I was like, wow, you know, he had the 65 million. So then I, I went and looked up the population and, I was, and from what I can tell on the bags, you know, I think this lasted maybe like six weeks or something. You know, I, I the the expiration. Some of them you can't read, but but the ones right. I can, they were like early October to early November. So, you know, maybe eight weeks at, at the the longest is 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 this. So so yeah, you know, when you sort of think about 
that it's that's a lot of bread. <laughs> it was only eight weeks. I, I think so. Um, See, that's wow. that's the crazy part. <laughs> you know, Six, again, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing I have sort of um, paperwork on that or anything, but just going off of the expiration dates of the surviving wrappers, yeah. um, you know, I think it was a fairly short-lived promotion, which is not uncommon. You know, lots of yeah. food stuff. This dull promotion that happened for the last star wars you know that that was crazy like three months long but that that is very unusual for a food promotion oh speaking of which jonathan man you got to hook me up with one of those canadian uh dole stickers for chewbacca if you got one man i just gotta if you have any extras you got any leads on that i meant to i meant to ask he's he's gotta get his his dole fix oh man i was so annoyed (laughs) let's talk later okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, and, and also should be mentioned that uh, there is a uh, Facebook group for food collectors. Um, yes. And are are yeah. you an admin on there, Jonathan, or just a member? Nope, just a member. Lowly uh, old member. It, it, it is like maybe the most fun uh, vintage Facebook group <laughs> um, just because all you just never know what's going to pop up and everything is so weird. And nothing shows off the crazy international nature of – Star Wars collecting like food. Um, I really should be collecting this instead of Chewbacca. Now I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 Facebook group is like the perfect application of Facebook, though. I mean, you know, it's easy to share photos and share information and sort of get this group very quick group knowledge. Like, hey, I found this, and you know, it's 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 really kind of cool how that works. Yeah, it's true, and it's not a lot of boasting or showing off or limelighting. It it really is like, okay, guys, so uh, look, there's this version of, uh, you know, this is the New Zealand version of the Yoda yogurt, so check it out. <laughs> Cauliflower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's, no, what's next, is... Jonathan? What's your next uh, great food blog item going to be? Well... I'm working on some stuff uh, related to the um, the Star Wars bottle caps from Japan and also ah. working on some stuff related to the Dixie cups, which you can't eat, or at least I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Ooh, Dixie cups, that sounds pretty good. That, that's a lot of really complicated uh, complicated stuff. I remember – uh, when I first, yeah, that was at your, that was at your house. That was right. That was, you know what? That was on our episode. We talked about that when we interviewed you. I mean, that's um, right. We were, how excited you were about, uh, one of your Dixie cup boxes. Obviously my memory is a little bit faded on that, but yeah, Todd, Todd and I were talking about, there were some that, that he hadn't, he had eluded him to that point. So that was, it was an interesting conversation to have with Todd Chamberlain in my house. Yes. <laughs> the King of Dixie cup. So there you go. I think that's about as much as we can talk about wonder bread, Steve. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, this, this is great. And yeah, Jonathan, um, please, please keep these coming. Cause they're, they're awesome. Um, seriously. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. I wasn't sure if it was off the deep end or not. I just sort of sent it in, and and uh, it seemed to be okay. No, it's that's that's what our. It really is what we need. We need more stuff like this. You know, like just if anybody decides they want to collect Wonder Bread cards, here it is. This is where this is what keeps the archive relevant and what it's always been, which is the place where you go when you want to know something about Star Wars toys. The second you hang up, I want you to get going on that Dixie Cup article. All right. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll have you back next time. 
All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, guys. Before uh, we close out the show, I did want to mention uh, one more thing about Wonder Bread. You'll actually see on these Star Wars Wonder Bread labels like a little cartoon face drawn in the side. And uh, that was part of their advertising during the 70s. So when Star Wars was released and everything, they had these two packs of Wonder Bread talking to each other in the aisles of the grocery store. And they were called the Fresh Guys. And basically they were all excited about getting picked and getting squeezed. Um, this kind of weird semi-sexual imagery um, with these loaves of bread getting squeezed and excited about it. Um, and anyway, I just thought I would play that commercial as well. If you're watching the YouTube version, I'll put on stills of the, uh, of the commercial. And the French food snob in me will remind you that um, if bread stays fresh for a long time, that doesn't mean it's fresh. It means it has a lot of preservatives, you know, or condoms in it. So, you know, they aren't actually fresh. They're just well-preserved. You know, I don't think there's any TV commercials that advertise Star Wars, just these fresh guys. So why don't we uh, hear from them, and then we'll, we'll close out the show with Steve. And I'm 99% certain that this is Mel Blanc, the voice of Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny, doing the voice of the bread. Orko's here. The food editor. Wait till she hears our big news. Now we're guaranteed. It's a money-back guarantee. If you're not completely satisfied with the freshness of Wonder Bread, we'll refund your money. Now that is news. She didn't even squeeze him to see if he's fresh. Oh, that's smart. I spoke too soon. One squeeze still proves we're the fresh guys. Whoops. And now the fresh guys have a money-back guarantee. Whoopee! Hey. Hey, all right. So we just hung up with Jonathan, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that went well. Yeah, no, that, that was great. Uh, I, I am I am tempted now too. I don't know. This is these are these are pretty great. Yeah, the the imagery of, I mean, just how accessible it is. You know, the fact that you could put together a really good run of Wonder Bread materials for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, you could for a couple hundred bucks you could get a shelf talker. You could get all the cards. You could get a bag. You know, yeah. you could have a, a nice little display here. Um, Def- definitely. Of something that was designed by the same guy who designed Exile on Main Street. <laughs> that's, see, that that is crazy. I meant to, to to look into that. That that is that's nuts. Yeah. It's just so great. Um, you know, I wonder like, you know, a lot of people that collect the food stuff now, they'll they'll get like the the fake food to to apply the labels and stuff to. I wonder, I wonder if anyone's thought about getting like a, a fake loaf of bread and putting them in one of these these Wonder Bread bags. That's a good, you know, it'd have to be the right size, but that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it'd have to be the right size, but um, yeah, I don't know. Seems like a, a good idea, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Awesome, Steve. Well, we're, uh, boy, we're going to record later in the week. So the episode yeah. you'll hear next month will be recorded later in the week. I'm on my spring break. And, yeah. uh, I spent uh, all day, let's see, what did I do? I talked to the New York State Insurance Fund. I talked to the Disability Insurance. Um, I went to the gym. I paid about 77,000 bills. I called my tax guy. Um, yeah, basically I just had the worst adult day of my life. That's, that's, that's a productive day. Think about it positively. You Everything do was leading up to this, getting to talk yeah. about Wonder Bread for an hour, and I've done it. Yes. 
yeah, I, it's all it's all worth it. You know? I just want you to know, right now, the the whole thing where I talked about America and Wonder Bread seems kind of lame, but when I put the sound bed of America the Beautiful underneath it, it is just <laughs> going to pop. It is going to be perfect. Uh, I I uh, I completely believe you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, all right. we don't have any official ending, so bread. 